what does Stanford research show about the three most important things to pay attention to with change and my own personal system for being able to create the perfect program. So I'm not going to waste your time. Let's just get straight into it. BMAP. Professor BJ Fogg at Stanford University actually did a TED talk on this. He's written a book called Tiny Habits. I highly recommend both of these things to check out. But the idea is that he runs a behavior lab and he noticed something very interesting. So I want you to imagine your phone. If your phone rings, this is called a prompt. Okay, so this is the P in BMAP. Okay, a prompt will then trigger you to initiate or engage with a particular, you know, network of neurons in your brain that then gives you an action. So the idea is that your prompts are very important, very important. And then after the prompt, the A is ability. Okay, so for example, if I'm in the shower and my phone rings, I, I have to then do a whole sequence of actions, you know, get my towel, dry it off, you know, turning off the water, all of that in order to then get to the phone. And so there are these obstacles in the way. So my ability to then answer my phone is low. And what we want to try and do is try and increase our abilities to achieve our actions. All right, so the idea is lowering the resistance. I would have called this resistance. How much resistance is there? How much space is there between you and the action that you're prompted to do? Right, so that's number two. So number one was prompts. Number two was abilities. And then number three is then your personal motivation. Let's say the phone rings, we get our prompt. Our ability is increased, it's, it's considerable. So we can make a decision, do I wanna get the phone? Yes, I'm expecting uh, my wife to call. So we get out the shower. So the idea is that when you are prompted, you know, and you've got a lot of ability between you and the thing, a lot of resistance between you, you usually then rely on your motivation. But let's say you're sitting and your phone is on the desk in front of you. All right. You get a text message. It doesn't matter who it is. The resistance is low because the phone is right in front of you. And as a matter of fact, with most phones today, that facial recognition, you don't even need to touch the phone to answer the phone, to open the phone. You just look at it and it recognizes your face, boom, and you're straight in. And so our, our prompt is there, our ability, our resistance is low, our ability is high, and our motivation doesn't matter because it becomes an automatic response out of us. So in this way, motivation doesn't matter if we can prompt and if we can lower the resistance and increase the ability to whatever action it is that we're trying to take. So I highly recommend you try that out. So that's Stanford Research into Behavioral Change, okay? And that was Stanford Professor B.J. Fogg. And if you search him on YouTube, you'll find a couple of his speeches. And if you like, he's got a book called Tiny Habits. I highly recommend it, okay? So the second part that I would say is the solution that comes up when, whenever we're trying to achieve change, we usually say, well, okay, I'm trying to do this thing. So what I should be doing is five days a week, one hour a day, I should be doing this thing. And that's perfect programming. And perfect programming comes with a combination of two ingredients, which is how much time do you have? What is your time budget? And what is your energy budget? How much energy do you have? So our budgets of time and energy. Okay. So if we cross these over in a quadrant and we imagine if you have time and energy, what are you going to do? And that's what most people focus on. Most people focus on the perfect program, perfect time, perfect energy. This is what I'm going to do. So in a perfect world, unfortunately, life is not very perfect. And what I often find is that this perfect time, perfect energy doesn't exist 90% of the time. Let's say 10% of the time you might have perfect time and perfect energy to dedicate yourself towards your change. But, but what about the other 90% of the time? Okay. And that's where we come into these other three quadrants. So 
taking time and energy and let's go to the opposite quadrant which is you don't have time and you don't have energy or you have very little time very little energy what can you do well again the same Stanford researcher says 30 seconds of action is usually enough to make us feel a little bit of accomplishment and begin the change process so the idea is a little bit of time if you have 30 seconds up to three minutes you know you are going to be able to stay with it and be a little bit more consistent. So if you've got at least that much time, we can usually do something. And a little bit of energy. What do you do when you're low on energy is usually consume something, make it a little bit more passive. So our, our action changes from something that's very active to something that's a little bit passive. So if you're going to go into the gym, let's say, and do something that's going to be all right, fine, I don't have a lot of time. Let's say I've got three minutes. What could I do in three minutes? And then you also make it something that doesn't take a lot of energy out of you and can, uh, let's say, lighter weights, a few, a few more reps, so you feel that pump, you feel your blood circulating, and it's actually something that will then give you energy, right? So what about our other two quadrants? The mixtures of time and energy when one is low and the other is high. So let's go to the one where you've got a lot of time, but you have very little energy. You're tired. It's been an exhausting week. So you're lazing around on the couch. And so in this, in this situation, one of the better things to do is, of course, to consume a lot of knowledge or to spend a lot of time in doing something that requires very little effort. So, for example, a lot of people think about stretching. And, you know, with stretching comes like yoga classes. Well, that's perfect programming. Again, you need a certain amount of time and energy. But let's say you've got a lot of time but very little energy. Get into a stretch position that you can hold for five minutes and just sit in that position, watch some TV. You know, in this case, we are creating our, our time is high, but our energy is low. So we create something that's passive that requires us to do it for a while. And then the opposite one is this idea of if your energy is high, but your time is low, you're super busy, but you're pumped up, you're full of energy, you've got it. What are you going to do? So usually this is where your like high intensity interval training comes in. You know, so if you heard of Tabatas, for example, that's four minutes of training, gets your, your, your heart rate skyrocketing, it takes, it takes a lot of effort. It's intense, but it makes you feel great as well. So the idea is that on an average day, you know, you are going to be somewhere in between these. So having a program for each one is super important for your change. Not just one program where you think, oh, but I don't feel like training today. You think, huh, I don't have energy to train today. So what could I do that's not going to take a lot of energy, but is going to make me feel good for going and accomplishing my goal and adding progression to my goal, number one. But number two, it's going to give me some energy. So I'm going to go there, I'm going to move my body around, and it's going to give me that energy, okay? So if we're doing something like public speaking, if we're doing something like learning, if we're doing anything, you can think about these four programs. What do you want to do on days where you've got time but no energy, energy but no time, a lot of time, a lot of energy, or little time, little energy? So that's what Stanford Research says about habit change, as well as my own recommendation of the four quadrants. What is your time and energy budgets? So hopefully this is enough to get you motivated, to get you excited about your own change, because the entire goal is that the results that you are looking for should be a byproduct of an enjoyable system that you persist at. Consistency beats out intensity. How do we shift our mindset so that the results are just coming out of our normal life and something that we can create 
automaticity in. We can just become automatic with a lot of these things. So we're doing great with all of our things, you know, whatever it is across our lives, increasing our health, our wellness, our happiness by our relationships, our personal development, our sense of status, our belonging to communities. I could go on, but I'm going to stop. See you later.